Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels. Thanks for tuning into the middle of somewhere. Hey, I have uh, some dates. Now you've been hearing about this for a while and you will probably continue to, but here's November. Okay, big I'm gonna run month. down November. I'm November's gonna do it quickly. A big month. I'm gonna do it quickly. November it. 6th, I'm gonna be in San Diego at the American Comedy Company. There's two shows, first one sold out, gotta get tickets to the 10 o'clock. Then the next night, November 7th, I'm gonna be in Brea at the Improv. That's in Brea. California. Then 8th and 9th, I'm going to be at Wise Guys Comedy Club in Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. Then, November 16th, I'm going to be at the Sanctuary Event Center in Fargo, North Dakota. Two shows, first one sold out. Hustle up and grab some tickets. Now, here's the where it gets interesting. The big homecoming show. Yeah, yeah. A lot of folks from Fergus. Yep. All right. So, we have uh, November 19th. That's a Tuesday. I'm going to be in Des Moines at the Funny Bone, and this is the first time I'll be back since I got sued for what I said on morning radio. <laughs> then, November 20th, I'm going to be at the Omaha Funny Bone. First time I've been back there for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Not going to tell you why. Maybe ask someone else. <laughs> then, for the first time ever, I'm going to be November 21st, Kansas City Improv. Come see that. Then... November 22nd, I'm going to be at the Paramount Room in Oklahoma City. We're adding a second show. There's only like five tickets left for the first one. So get tickets to the second show pretty please. And then I'm going to be at the Texas Theater in uh, Dallas, Texas. And somebody told me that this is where they picked up uh, whatever his name is, who shot whatever his name is. Yep, the guy who shot JFK, Guy in, uh, guy in Hat. Yep, they, uh, they found him in the Texas Theater. So I'm going to be, I'm Ruby, gonna be there on the 23rd. No, Jeff Ruby is the steakhouse guy. Isn't it? Uh-huh. You think you're Jack thinking Ruby. of Jack, Jack Ruby. Ruby? Jack Ruby. But Jack Ruby shot the guy uh, who right. shot Correct. Kennedy. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So anyways, those are all my dates. Of course, thank you guys for uh, always tuning in. Lee Monday, Harvey Oswald. That's true. Also, if you want to learn about all Chad's stuff, he has an Instagram. It's at thatchaddaniels. And as you'll learn on this episode, you're going to want my Instagram for something fun we have coming up. It's at Cy Amundsen. When you get into this episode, you'll be like, oh, I need his Instagram. Come back here. Get it. At I don't, I don't know that it's that fun for everybody, Amundsen. but it's fun for you guys. It's fun for most people. And also, we have a guest producer in studio today. His name's Tim, and you might think, what's his last name, Chad? Hey, why don't you just hang tight, listen to the ukulele. We'll get to it. Thank you for tuning in. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you are listening to The Middle of Somewhere. Across from me is Cy Amundsen. Hello! And over in the corner is Hay Bales. Wait a second. Oh, hold on. You know how we had to replace Guac Dog with Hay Bales? I do remember that. And now it appears Hay Bales is getting busier and busier, so we've had to call in a third string producer. Interesting. So introducing to the fans of this show... Uh, the replacement of the replacement, ladies and gentlemen, a man whose first name is Tim, and when we were learning, I, I thought his last name was Miller. I just guessed that. You did guess Miller. I guess Miller. Which was Miller. pretty close. It was pretty close. His last name is Cheesebro. And now, you might, 
Now you might be thinking like, oh, do you spell that like cheese and then B R B O R O G H or something like that? Cheese a bro. No, yeah. No, you don't. No. You. It was like if you're like, uh, hey, what do you want on this burger, dog? And he'd be like, cheese, bro. <laughs> And uh, and then just all you hear is flip-flops. Do you think, because I know Tim listens to this show and likes this show. He told me before we started he was happy to be doing it because he is, quote, a fan of the show, which I don't believe. I think he was just sucking up. But do you think there's a part of him that was like, these two motherfuckers think they're going to give me some sort of guac dog hay bales name. I'm one step ahead of them. My name's Tim Cheesebro. I was born with the name Cheesebro. So, honestly, I think he's just cheese, bro. It has to be. And I will say, of all the humans that could be named cheese, bro, yeah. it fits. Because Tim, Tim is not a ginger, but Tim has a yellowish tint to his hair, a nice fair skin complexion, a blonde beard. He's doing the Abe Lincoln. He's not do. He's doing the. He's got no mustache, and he's got the. It's the all underneath, just the Amish strap. Yeah, it, it looks as if uh, somebody challenged him to Movember, and he was like, "Fuck you, I'll do the exact opposite." <laughs> Also, kudos to the cheese bro for being the only adult man who shows up here in a shirt that we can't ridicule. It's a North Face shirt. It's 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 kind of it's it's from this century in terms of the art on it. It just looks like a shirt. I like to think that he stole it right when he quit the rock climbing place. It does look like that. He walked out like Jerry Maguire. He's like, "All I'm taking is this fucking shirt." <laughs> I hope he started shouting, who's coming with me? And one of the guys who was climbing was like me and forgot to hold the thing and just plummeted. Yeah, he's just like, he's like, I'll come with you. But right now I'm on belay. <laughs> I can't do anything. I'm responsible for another person's life. Hey, you know how I have a dog? You have a Frank, 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 Frank. <laughs> Kevin the dog. <laughs> I think we gets, spice it up a little bit. I think it gets better every single time. We well, spice it up a little bit. For those of you who don't know, Kevin the dog is a toy poodle. And uh, also, I don't know, you've had a dog in the past that I just found out <laughs> before the show that you put down. Yeah. So that was new information to me. I, sh I yep. shouldn't have maybe laughed, but the way I no, found no, no. out. No, no, no. It's okay. Was, it's okay. It's been, uh, it's been a little while. So. Was, your, was it a boy dog or a girl dog? It was a girl dog. Her name was Layla. Layla the girl dog. Did yep. you know that dogs' penises, their Kay. bones, can get stuck outside their body? Like there's a little ridge on it, and if it goes too far, you can't get it back in? Yeah, like it hooked. Oh, like, you know, you remember those knives that had the lock to them, and you'd have to push the button to fold the knife back? Do I remember? Yeah, dude. I got a whole collection of them. So if you have never seen, uh, to the audience, because some people are cat people, if you have never seen a dog's penis before, they are a fucking nightmare. They are one of the worst things to look at on the earth. You think imagine, imagine a sad boy who loves his mommy so much that he wants to look like her and put lipstick on but doesn't know how to do it, and he just drives it all the way out till you can't spin it anymore. And then he like mushes it on his face, but not like a dog dick, but like actual lipstick. 
You get you know what I'm talking about. Because uh, I think some people look at because dogs they have the penis that's like the the pouch, the skin pouch that you're like that's the dog's penis. But that's not right. you hit it on the head. That's not the dog's penis. It's like right. that is like the fanny pack that holds the dog's penis. Interesting that and, you would say that. Yes, it's like a penis fanny pack, and then you hit it on the head. Out of it swirls this demonic gooey pile of play-doh okay now not swirls it's not a pig's dick it's not like a corkscrew don't that's say true swirls gets confusing but i was thinking swirls because of how you twisted it well you with the example you were fair. giving that's and fair to be fair i don't know a lot about animal dicks i was told by our friend nate abshire that whale dicks are outrageous and not in like they're big because they're whales there's just a lot of facets to them so if you're into learning about stuff like that look it up the point is what I have learned mm -hmm. is dogs can get an infection or an inflammation of their private area. And when the peen comes out, it's sure. not able to re it's like a retractable roof in a sports stadium. It shuts, but now it's a sunny day and you want it to go back. It can't. It can't there's a little catch. There's a little catch. There's, there's and the inflammation is the catch. And, uh, if I asked you what is the absolute worst way you could find that information out, what would you say it is? Uh, getting woken up by the dog's dick in the morning on my forehead. <laughs> that, up until a couple days ago, would have been my answer. Uh, but two nights ago, yes, I... I'm so excited for this. <laughs> I like how now in our lives, because of this podcast, we don't tell each other stuff and we get to learn it on the show. Exactly. Uh, so I fell asleep in the living room. I already love where this is headed. I wake up at about one o'clock in the morning and Jenna and Kevin are nowhere to be found. So all the lights are on and I'm like, OK, I'll go to bed. So I shut the lights off and I walk down the hallway and I open our bedroom door and Jenna is on our bed with Kevin the dog. Kevin the dog is laying on his back. <laughs> yep. There is a jar of Vaseline on the nightstand. She has a singular ice cube that she is rubbing up and down the outside of his dick fanny pack. And I was like, hey, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Like I had no, I almost Googled like l a lawyer for men. Like to me, I was like, we have to, <laughs> we have to divorce. I was like, what is, and, and she explained it to me and she said, and, and, the, and I, I looked it up. You are supposed to like rub Vaseline on their stomach to kind of relax their stomach muscles. And you can use an ice cube to make the inflammation go down. Um, but like, you know how some people live with serial killers? For yeah. like 35 years, and they have mm -hmm. they genuinely have no idea that they were doing that. And one day right. you're like, is, is that who I am? That's all I could think is like a year and a half from now, I don't find out until she gives birth to a puppy. Like it was <laughs> shocking. And here's the thing. I just have to I mean, I guess I just have to believe her. Right. I mean, I do believe her. But there's what am I going to I don't get to question that behavior. I don't think she was trying to fuck our dog, but I can understand how anybody would think that. Yeah, it's um, that's a tough one. I mean, you know, when humans get boners for more than four hours, they're supposed to call a doctor. Yeah. And your wife has taken it just upon herself with no 
No veterinarian training. Everything she does with this dog, she Googles, like, how she trains it, what it should eat. She thinks it has allergies. She has been raising this dog via Google, so that checks out to me. But this feels like a, if you're going to go in a closed room and rub a dog's dick with an ice cube, wake me up. Be like, now, hey. I'm, al- I'm also going to tell you this. I have two things. Yeah. Number one, all the lights were on, so this, she wasn't trying to hide anything. That's true. That's true. At that point, and you I turn think the, she was you turn genuinely. The lights down. You could tell she was genuinely worried about Kevin. Sure, that makes sense. Uh, I don't know if I bring the dog into my bed where I make love to my husband. <laughs> I think I think that crosses a line. I think that's where the boner occurred. But I will say, and Kevin's not a person. We've covered that before. He is not well, a person. Also, I'd like to throw something else in there. I don't <laughs> care if the boner did occur in the in the bed. She had to get up to get that goddamn ice cube. You know she wasn't sitting on that Vaseline. That's a trip out of the bed. You take that dog with you. Take him with you. I agree. Also, Kevin's not a man. He's a dog, and he doesn't think like a man. But, like, the w- he was lounged on my bed. Like, he was leaned back like a guy from New Jersey in Vegas at the pool. Like, sure. And the way that, like, I... S- Fuck, he might as well have winked at me the way he was looking at me. Like, yeah, were his, look at were what's Were his happening. back legs crossed? <laughs> That's a real question. No. Okay. Were his front legs behind his head? <laughs> Did he have on sunglasses? <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm just, I'm just going to believe her. But I got to tell you, when we signed up to get Kevin the dog, didn't know this day was coming. Well, what do they say? What, I mean, what else? You, you Google it, obviously. So you put ice on it, and then you Vaseline all the stuff. If you can't get it, if you can't get it to go back into its penis fanny pack, you have yep. to go to. It's just like human human long erections. Like you have to go to the doctor immediately, or it'll cause permanent damage. But I don't <laughs> know. Like, are there twenty four hour emergency vets that you can bring your dog boner to? I don't know. You know, there seem to be because every time in a movie where like a human gets shot. But they can't go to a hospital. They always find a fucking vet that's they open. They always bring him to a vet. That's a really good point. I'm full of good points. I was right in third grade one time, and it's like, always. I have to tell you that I saw this thing on, on Facebook. It was... Oh, good. I love Facebook stuff. A guy's funeral. Oh, okay. I'll step it back. And he didn't want his wife to leave the funeral crying. He wanted her laughing because they were always laughing together. Okay. So he had his son put in a recording of him in his casket. And as they were lowering him, he was like the uh, knocking sound. And he was like, hello, what the fuck's going on out there? Guys, why are you lowering me down? Stop lowering me. Like all this stuff. And then eventually people knew him to be a prankster. So everyone started laughing. But how hilarious is that shit? Holy shit. How, I like, watched this thing over 10 times and I was like laughing so hard I couldn't breathe. I I mean, because you knew it was a prank. Like you have to be a pretty heavy prankster for that to be where people did they show the crowd at all and how they reacted? Yeah. Yeah. Because the because at first people were like, what? What's going on? And then other people started laughing and everyone was like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> we, we, just for a sec, we thought he was still alive. But the son did tell the mom before the funeral so it wouldn't scare the shit out of her. Oh, thank gosh. But, man, what a great, what a classy move. Because afterwards, the son was like, when I talked to my dad, he told me that, yes, of course, be sad that he's gone. But then 
as soon as this recording plays, it's going to be a reminder to go out there, celebrate my life with a smile on your face, all that stuff. I mean, gotcha. that's, a, that's a classy move because this guy was dying for a while. Yeah. So he had all, the, all this time to plan it and think it. And instead of feeling sorry for himself or whatever, that's his move. I think that's real slick. But I, if you I get a chance I, to. I think it's crazy impressive. Yeah. I, you know, any you watch people die on TV and you're like, they're doing it with such grace. And I think most people in that situation, it's just the worst thing in the whole world. Yeah, but I've thought about that, too. And, you know, people are like, oh, I'm so scared to die. And it's just like, why? Like, as I'm soon very, as you, I'm very scared to die. Yeah, but then you have nothing to do. It's true. All your stress is gone. Do you owe any money in your life? Right now? Do you don't. Yeah, do you owe anyone no, any money? No, nope, I'm good. You don't you don't owe one person money. You don't um, have a mortgage, you don't pay I think half I have a, a little credit card debt right now, but that's just cuz I pay stuff with my credit card and then pay it off at the end of the month, but I don't know, I don't owe anybody anything. Well, now if you die before the end of the month, look at that. You got away <laughs> with some shit. I'm just saying, everyone's so scared of dying when it's really like, "Oh fuck, I don't have to clean the garage." Uh, I'm out. What would be your funeral prank? I think I would I I like that, but I think couple things one i would love to plan it out so the uh pallbearers continuously drop my my coffin and if i could slide out of it once that's a home run <laughs> and then i yeah, think to take to take his bit a little bit further i think what i'd like to do is hide a recorder inside have my son out in the crowd with a little button and when people are doing the viewing then when they lean down i think i'd just like it to go i'm faking it i'm faking it don't say anything to anybody i'm going to cuba <laughs> Like, just do that. That would be a good one for me. I'm about to 9-11, you guys. <laughs> I am out of here. I am. Here's the thing. Put my, people, put my for, name on the plaque. I'll be in Eastern Asia. I like the people who have listened to this podcast, but they don't go far enough back to remember the reference where you said you think there's a lot of 9-11 survivors who just abandoned their families. I guarantee it. So, I don't right, think it. I know it. But I'm just saying, anybody who hadn't heard that, who's now listening to this show, and you just go, let's 9-11 this, <laughs> that could mean a very different Oh, thing. yeah, I suppose that, that does mean. Well, never forget. So you got to <laughs> remember what I said about it, too. I think what I would like to do is I would set it up where I would find a church that was going under financially. Okay. Right? I would buy the building so they could, if they were going to move somewhere else, I would buy the building, take it off their hands because not a lot of people buy churches. That's true. So I'd pay for the church. Then I'd have the minister say something like, well, we know Chad's going to a better place because if he wasn't, he would have already started burning. <laughs> and then I'd have someone push a button and just have my body and casket go up in flames. <laughs> And then the whole church burns down. I think it would be so fascinating. The whole church burns right down. First of all, evidence. Second of all, I like that you you do the same thing that I do, where people are having a normal but weird conversation, and then you say something, and everybody goes, wait, what the fuck are you talking about right now? Because <laughs> I was with a group of people, and they were discussing gender reveals which i think are the silliest thing in the entire world right but okay. everybody's like what would you do and i honestly think if jen and i did a gender reveal video this is how i would do it i would climb up on top of the roof of our house with a rubber baby doll 
and I would start causing oh. a scene. I would freak out like I can't take raising this baby anymore until <laughs> all of our neighbors are on the streets in their driveways. Maybe some police show up and everybody's like, just take it easy. And then I hold the baby over my head and I go, I'm going to do it. And everybody's screaming, don't do it. And then I fling the baby up into the air. It smashes down onto the concrete, explodes. The doll, the doll baby. The doll baby. The, yep. the rubber doll baby. It explodes with whatever paint-filled goo I filled it with, either pink or blue, and that's our gender reveal. And I thought that was a really funny thing to say in front of a group of Jenna's friends, and they did not think that. I think it's great. I now, think it's great, too. Here's what I would do for my gender reveal is I would make it would be a destination gender reveal. So I would make everyone in whoever's family it is, my family, her family, fly somewhere. <laughs> then it would be this big to-do like this. Like, let's say we go to Hawaii. It would be a big giant pig pretending to be roasted. And then I would come out with a samurai sword and I would slice through it. And then instead of pink or blue, it would just be a bunch of little pieces of paper that floated to people and they could pick it up and look at it and would just say, I have a vasectomy, you idiot. <laughs> I'll come to that just because I like trips. <laughs> I think I, the just, only I like the idea of making people so upset by that. Like, we're well, going to find out. Isn't that the idea behind it? The only way you could make a gender reveal party worse is if you had it on like a fucking pedal pub or something like it's gender reveal parties <laughs> are the worst thing in the world. Or if some, or if the the, like the color was yellow, yeah, and then, the, like, and then the parents sat you down and gave you a speech about how they're not going to make their kid pick a gender right away, even though have they have a neutral penis or toys a like that sort of shit. Exactly. Yeah, I was at a wedding this weekend, and speaking of Jenna, Jenna's really good, right? I think she's yep. she's a really good wife. She is not great, and. I think it's I think it's very difficult to be great. I think I've been noticing the reason I'm saying that is I love her with all my heart. She's real good. I don't know that she's great. And I'm getting tired of <laughs> I'm getting tired of I think men are so scared right now of being called like to the carpet on a negative behavior towards females that like they're losing their I saw like guys on Twitter like I if it weren't for Teresa I would never be the accountant that I am like what sort of fucked up shit did you do Terry that you feel like you need to put that tweet out into the universe that yep. you are you, you need to convince everybody that your wife is so great like what sort of what sort of behind closed doors shit are you into man Yeah what what exactly has she forgiven you for Mhm mm That's exactly right So again I, I just there's I wanted to say I think Jenna's amazing, but there's just I didn't want it to fall into that realm of like because I think you should leave great and incredible for the moments when they deserve it, right? And I sh it should be left for the moments when I deserve it, right? Like for example, when I walk into our bedroom and see you jacking our dog off with a ice cube, and I just believe your story. I was a great husband in that moment. That's true. Now, I have one quick question. Yes. How many minutes was it before you grabbed an ice cube and put it on yourself? I definitely, before we fell asleep, laid there like Kevin and went, ah, oh, it's just, I'm so hot down there. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. And she said, go trip into a bathtub, you nerd. <laughs> so I went to a wedding this weekend, right? One of my really good friends, Paul, marrying a wonderful woman named Meredith. And How many guns did you guys buy? 
We did not have enough money to purchase any of the guns. I will say, you know what I'm doing right now? I'm loading up on callbacks. Yes. Because if people think they're going to listen to this episode as the first episode and not go back and listen, well, that's fine. You'd be fucking wrong. You're going to miss out on some stuff. So I'm at the wedding and it was supposed to be outdoors, but it was bad weather. So it's indoors. Everybody's walking down the aisle, getting set. Acoustic music is playing as they're getting set. And then the DJ goes, would everybody please rise? And everybody stands because obviously the bride is coming. Now, here's the thing. Paul's wife, his now wife, 50% Asian, right? Her 50% Asian, 50% white. Her father, 100% Asian. Asian. Yeah, that's how math works. Floor to ceiling Asian. There's about. And by the way, I didn't mean to bring up math when you're talking about Asians. I'm just telling you, like. Yeah, that That's wasn't a microaggression. Went. You were just explaining the situation. Thank you. So mostly white people at this thing. Couple hundred white people, 14 Asian people. <laughs> I love <laughs> It's very specific. Math. Math is also, important. Also, 14 and a half. Keep going. <laughs> so it's everybody rises, and the guitar, like the acoustic music that you hear of the speakers, it's kind of like, it, it almost just sounds like a guitar is being tuned. It's like, frunk, dunk, frunk, oh, dunk. No. I'm yep. like, what is yep. this? And then all of a sudden it hits and the guitar goes, frunk, 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 and it was kung fu fighting. This hero of a woman walked her incredibly Asian father and herself down the aisle to kung fu fighting. And mm -hmm. that is great. It was her idea. I don't know if you've ever seen 200 white people so nervous that they're about to get YouTube outed for laughing at something <laughs> racial. But I saw like people's mouths covered like, Janet, did, is this a DJ mistake? Is this on purpose? Like It was amazing. And it gets even better. I found out afterwards when I asked Paul and he said it was her idea. If the wedding had been outside, when the music hit, she was going to kick barn doors open with a karate kick. What? What? An, what a hero. So again, No. Karate and kung fu are two different kung art fu, forms. Kung, fu, kung fu kick. My, I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm okay, sorry. That's fine. I don't want to paint her in a bad light. Paint me in a bad light. So <laughs> yes, just being a dildo. I'm is kidding. Jenna really good? Yeah. But is she great? Not all the time. That was great. What if you would have walked in on her icing Kevin the dog's dick and she was playing sexual healing? <laughs> is that a great moment? I, I mean, I think you know the answer to that. That is definitely a not great moment. <laughs> I disagree. Because she's literally healing him sexually. If she knew, like, if she was like, well, I'm going to play the song because in case Psy comes in, this is the funniest thing that could ever happen in the history of the world, then yes, <laughs> then, you've, then you are great. Can I tell you about my relationship with Paul? I, w I hope you were going to. So Paul, I've known Paul. Paul graduated with my brother, and he lived with me in the city. Which one of your seven brothers did he graduate Gregory. With? Sure. Moob. Okay, we've heard about Gregory truck. Yep. Yep. So Paul is one of the more, like, infectious wonderful like genuinely wonderful is infectious the right word i mean i think in the context of personality yes that's what i mean he's just he's just full of positivity part of that is amazing to be around part of it can be a little difficult to be around like if why you, well 
if he ever had to have a conversation with me at night, for example, he thought it was funny to like it's 1130 at night and we have to talk about the rent. He would walk into my room and try to have the conversation while blaring jock jams on his phone as loud as his phone went. <laughs> so he'd be like, hey, Cy, can we talk about the rent? Pump, pump the jams. Like every morning because he got up at 6 o'clock because he was a personal trainer. So he would okay. get up at 6 o'clock every morning, and when he'd walk by my room, he thought it was very funny to fling my door open and go, good morning, and then just continue on with his day like it was normal. Funny now worst person in the world yeah i was gonna say this infectious positivity i don't know well i might have said i like these are offsetting that behaviors i wanted to point out that he's wonderful before i painted him in a in a in a, in a poor light fair that's fair enough uh he also very jacked because he's a personal trainer and you know my sure. brother greg also very jacked mm -hmm. and they would work out together and they would have me come with and it took me months to realize that they were working out together to prove that the other one was a bigger pussy. Interesting. Like, I didn't realize they would take turns building the workout plan, and I would go with, and the whole, they would build the workout plan that they thought they could do that the other one would fail at. I remember one time we were just flipping a tractor tire for like sure. 45 minutes in a row. And I was like, how many sets are we doing? And Paul was like, sets? And then I realized these two psychos were just trying to see if the other one died. Like if you'd go on a hike with them, they'd be doing pull-ups on like tree branches and shit. They're, they were disastrous people in that. In yeah, that these two seem, seem too aggressive, like so someone has hurt them in the past. Yeah, we call him Body by Paul was my nickname for him because of how jacked he was. And he provided all my workout plans. Have you ever had a pull-up contest? I had a... <laughs> to watch I have the, had a pull up contest, to watch Tim. the realization come over your face was so rewarding for me tim i have, have been no in idea. a pull-up contest it was in cincinnati ohio and it was a, with a friend of mine and i lost and i will say that that friend was chad i will say very rarely in my life because i was in the lead of that pull-up contest and i will say chad he had like four pull-ups to go to beat me, yep. and it was myself, you, and our friend Andrew Short, right? I think it, that's true, but I think you remember this incorrectly because I went first. You made me go first. I was pretty sure that with four to go, it was apparent that you were going to lose, and then like a dog dragging itself like across the desert. I've never seen – my recollection is I had never seen a man – do a final pull-up that seemed more impossible. And then also, and then not be tired from it. Drop down, be cocky, and we just kept going to the coffee shop. Also, well, we were doing, just as a heads up, we were doing this on scaffolding, like fucking street rats. Now, you do remember, ooh, street rat. That's uh, how Aladdin was described once, and he became street a very, rat. very popular prince. Um, so I went first, but you're right. I knew that I was going to have trouble beating you. So that last four, I, I was struggling for, but I knew I needed them to beat you. Do you remember what your final number was? I don't. It was 23. Do you remember what mine was? Was it 24? It sure was. God, watching you flop around like a fish outside of the water was fascinating to me. Watching you kick your little legs to try to get up. But guess what? 
There aren't steps in the air. Oh, that was fun to watch. Wow, that was fun. Coincidentally, the first contest of any sort like that I'd ever been in was with Body Pie Paul. He, <laughs> I, wasn't a, I wasn't a guy who worked out when I was like 20 and I was living with Paul. And he came out in the living room at like midnight. He's like, you want to do a push-up contest? I was like, I don't think so. He goes, come on, man. It's good for you. And we tried to see who could do the most push-ups. We did them in sets. I got up to 75, which I think was pretty good for not being a workout guy before that. Paul did like 180 and then just went into his room and fell asleep. And I don't know if you've ever not worked out consistently for 20 years and then done 75 pull-ups at midnight. Mm -hmm. You're just awake for like a few days. Yeah, because your body is like, oh, well, some trauma just happened. <laughs> to me so i'd better make sure the danger's gone so i guess i'll climb up in this tree and look out for trouble he also paul would get on new year's eve i my girlfriend and i came back to the house and we went to bed and we woke up at three o'clock in the morning to the smoke alarm and i think all the smoke in the history of the world like you know on tv when smoke fills the room from floor to ceiling that's what yeah. it was like Oh. I came out into the kitchen. Paul had come home, and I know a lot of people have come home drunk and tried to cook food, but no one has ever done it like Paul. Paul came home. He opened the oven up. He put chicken fingers in the oven. And I got to tell you, he put an amount of chicken fingers in the oven that I didn't even know we had. It was like, <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating for humor's sake, it was like 75 chicken fingers. He like built a chicken finger mountain on top of a cookie sheet. So it was like yeah, piled up in them. there. Then he shut the oven, turned it on, not to any temperature, all the way. It was cranked literally as far as it went. So like to broil? Yes. Oh, and fun. then he turned, which is broil is usually 500 degrees in the yes, oven. Yes, correct. And then he turned on one of the burners, <laughs> turned around apparently, and this is all CSI after the fact, turned around and face planted on the couch. And I know that because I went out and I saw the chicken figures and I turned <laughs> and I saw him. His legs were still hanging over the, <laughs> the arm. His arms were at his side and his face was buried <laughs> into the couch. So he came home unloaded 75 chicken fingers into the oven turned on the burner and funk almost burned our house down i hate how healthy he is that he would try to make chicken fingers when he was drunk what a dick <laughs> who doesn't put a, who doesn't put a pizza in the oven why who knows i got a buddy by paul tomorrow i got <laughs> chicken fingers protein what an asshole also you can't rush out into a smoky room that's how you get killed by a backdraft you jackass we were in a bet. What, what, what should I have done in that situation? You got to feel around. You got to feel the currents under the door. You got to open oh, a I window. Did, Tons I did of all shit, man. That's how you get killed by a backdraft. I, I tapped. I tapped the, the door handle. I went down on the floor to look under the door to see if I could see any flames. And then I did crawl down the hallway initially until I realized what had happened. And then I stood up, called Paul a chode, and started to try to remedy the situation. I'm proud of you. Thank you. You're welcome.
I also came home on Paul. I thought this was good. I, sh I was going to say a bunch of nice stuff about him, and I feel like I'm just cutting him down. But I came You did. Home. You said he was great at the beginning. He's now so Now you're just great. proving yourself wrong. He was, he was the hero at my brother's wedding. He was the most fun guy to be around. He was the most fun guy at my wedding outside of you. I'll let you have that title. Thank you. Uh, you did break into a baseball field. But Thank you. I came home at 3 o'clock in the morning from stand-up one night, and we lived in the basement. You had to walk down the steps to get there. To and the basement? Was, yep. What kind of and, basement was this? And, <laughs> and there was a blue light underneath the door, and I heard music. I was like, well, that's weird. And I walked down the steps, and there was a girl laying on our couch, and Paul was sitting on an exercise ball with his shirt off in mesh shorts, singing out loud along to Usher trying to serenade this woman. And I remember going, Paul, if this is what you have to do to have sex, let's just throw your penis away. Yeah, that's absolutely right. But he married this. Meredith is so unbelievable. He married this incredible woman. He is. I, I mean, that when I saw him at the wedding, just his smile. He's one of those people who that when you see him and he smiles, you just feel good about yourself. He's one of the best people I know. Well, that's great. You know what I did? May I? Yes, you may. I brought my daughter to a Broadway musical show slash program. Interesting. And we ended up in the in second In New row. York City? In New, New York City! New York City! So I was out there for Gotham Comedy mm -hmm. Club. Fantastic. Yep. People came out. It was uh, Good time. really weird. It's really weird because they have so much comedy in that city. So for that many people to come out just to listen to a Minnesotan tell their stupid stories was really, really awesome. But we go to this thing. It's called Dear Evan Hansen. Yep. Okay. Spoiler alert. Shut it off if you don't want to hear this. It's about suicide. <laughs> so as soon as I figure this out, I'm like, how are they going to possibly do a musical about suicide? Mm -hmm. Okay. Turns out, another spoiler alert, I cried two times before intermission. <laughs> My daughter said to me afterwards, she goes, I was thinking about crying but I didn't want all those people to see me cry. And I thought, well, I cried twice because I paid for these tickets. So when, I think when you pay, you're more emotionally involved, right? And then my daughter said, well, you cry at the matinee movie and that's like $3. So I was like, all right, I'm a crier. So we're, we're in the second row. I had no clue. I forgot how small those theaters were. So when you're looking at it online, you pick something sort of close because it's like in a football stadium, that could still be binocular level. Yeah. And it was really hard for me to just say binocular. Yeah, you struggled through that. I, pretty, right, when I hit, right when I hit binoc, my brain went, is it Euler or Oler? I don't know. Try both. Binocular. You, uh, we, you know, you never know. You might be in the rendocular section. Yeah, who knows if you're going to be down in the uh, concocular section. But here's the deal. But you didn't, you didn't need buboculars. We did not need any of the shishoculars. We just went in the second row, and I didn't know this. They spit a lot. Count choculars. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how much spit was being transferred during a Broadway program. I didn't know about that either. They it's should like a hand Gallagher out, show? Yeah. They should hand out, like, plastic sheets. Ugh. It was crazy. So at one point... This guy's doing like the saddest song in the world, and he mm -hmm. just, just a huge, because he's like crying while he's singing. Ugh. So there's a lot of uh, mucus happening, a lot of spit buildup, and just one launches from his mouth, no. and I slowly have to turn my head. Oh, it was real no. close. 
you see you matrixed away from it yeah but my favorite was finding out these people don't flinch they don't flinch when they're being spit on repeatedly the crowd members around you no i'm talking about the actors they were like face to face singing to one another and they have their mouth wide open because because they're you know they're acting and you can see the spit going in you can see it leaving one mouth into another mouth there was one time where the lead actor his girlfriend was sitting at the table and her back was towards us and he was standing up kind of singing to her and we saw one launch and i guarantee it hit her right in the middle of the forehead and she did not move how do you Did prepare not for that? I think I think part of acting class is you get shot in the face with squirt guns. Or do you think it's you. just you like you partner up for scene study and you just you just take turns spitting in each other's mouths? I have no idea. I do know this. After that, I went to my agent's new new apartment, new place, new home. Oh, I've seen it on Instagram. It looks nice. It's, it's absolutely gorgeous. And her husband, who is a chef in New York City, Chef Max, New York City. New he, York uh, City. He made us both chicken with mole sauce and a steak with some sort of I don't, garlic and uh, garlic aioli, green leaves. Okay, I don't mm. know. It was amazing, and you put it on this steak. And uh, they have a bulldog, and the bulldog was trying to get at my plate, up on the table, and then it sneezed on my hand. But I didn't want them to know, so I didn't even flinch, and I was like, I could definitely be on Broadway. <laughs> I just got my hand doused with bulldog snot. Didn't flinch because I didn't want them to be worried about it. Can I tell you something? Sure. She posted pictures of you being at the house. Of that dinner with the dog on the table leaning towards you. I'm ready to hear this. And you you know how you always criticize your personal appearance or your weight. And I always tell you... I think you're you're doing pretty well. I think you're a really good-looking guy, and I think you're in good shape, and I think you're fine. You know how we have that disagreement? I well, can't wait to hear this other f- shoe drop. In this picture, I don't know that a man has ever looked worse. Have You, you have to, like, let's pause the show right now. Here's Kay. what I want to do. I want to pause the show. Sure. The, the audience won't even know we paused it. We're both going to pull this picture up, and then I want to talk about what you look like in this picture. I know exactly what I look like. Go ahead. Because when she asked, she goes, can I post this picture? I said, you can, but first we need to get out in front of all these why were you eating with Tom Green comments. Because <laughs> Tom Green and I have gray in the exact <laughs> same spot in our <laughs> hair and beard. And I have, if I'm not looking right at the camera, it looks like I have a lazy eye, which I don't. But if I'm looking anywhere except right at the camera hole, I have a lazy eye, just like Tom Green. I'm going to repost this picture because I want to talk about it for a while. It is a little Tom Greenish. I never knew that before. It's a ton Tom Greenish. It's a ton Tom Greenish, but you also, what is Jafar's parrot? What's his name? Is it Iago? I can't, I don't know. Tim, is it Iago? Yeah, it's Iago. Iago. If there was like, if they were like doing a Broadway show and they were like, we don't want to have a burden here, does anybody look like Iago sounds? <laughs> like that, that is how, and like, I don't know how it did it, but it like every feature that you have that I think is a good feature, like you have a good nose. I think you have a Thank nice you. man's nose. In this picture, 
what happened? It's wonked 80 degrees. It looks like your face turned one way, and it was like, I still smell pot roast in the kitchen. Like, your head turned, but B- Bugs Bunny style, your nose stayed on top a of your A lot of face. people's noses are made of cartilage. Mine's made of muscle. <laughs> so I can move it where I want it to go. And it looks like your head doubled in length for this picture, but stayed the same width. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how they got that picture, but it's... Uh, I'll post it's not, it. it. It's not flattering. Here's the deal. Whoever, I'm going to post this picture next week as this episode airs, and whoever writes the funniest caption, I'm sending you, I'm going to make you a one-of-a-kind We Say Sup Dude t-shirt. So wow. we are going to post, as long as, we get, uh, as long as we get permission of said picture owner to use it because the beautiful bulldog's in it, whoever takes this wonk face picture of Chad and captions it up, you're going to get a WSSD shirt. That's going to be high quality. Okay. Well, I'm, listen, I'm glad that our giveaways are starting with making fun of how I look. That's perfect. Your mouth is tilted like you're doing a sling blade I don't know what to tell you, man. I just got sneezed on by a goddamn bulldog. What do you want from me? There are three pictures of you in, in existence that are so funny. and Because you, you always take really good pictures. But now there's this one. There's the one of you. I don't know what special... Or performance it's from, but you're in a you're in a a sweater with a collared shirt underneath it, and your chin is pulled back like you're doing the double chin thing. Oh yeah, it's, that one's great. It looks like somebody injected diabetes into your face. <laughs> and then, I always thought I always thought like it it looked like Tom Cruise when he has to change his face for Minority <laughs> Report, <laughs> where, where it like. It melts down and gives him d- like just his whole face melts. That's what I thought it was like. I remember. So I <laughs> as I was going through all the bullshit back stuff the first time, I let all my hair go and my beard go and I had gotten a lot skinnier and I, it's, I, I wasn't my best looking self. And I remember I hadn't posted anything on Instagram for a while because I didn't feel good about myself. And I remember I finally was like, you know what? I'm going to post something on Instagram. And I post a picture of me and Mike Cronin. And the first comment, somebody literally wrote, what the fuck happened to you? I used to like to look at you. And I was like, which one of my friends is that? Just a regular person. And then people just piled on. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Well, and then it's funny to me because you know how that feels. And then here you are doing it anyways. (laughs) Wow, that's really something. Do, yeah, and, and I totally understand because in no way, shape, or form have we addressed my personality, appearance, or abilities in any way, shape, or form in the history of <laughs> middle of somewhere. So I, I have crossed a line. So we are going to put like – it looks like when a cartoon character gets hit with a two-by-four and the face is slowly wobbling back into centerness. <laughs> so I will – this is coming out on Monday – I will post this picture on Wednesday because that's what most people have heard it by Wednesday. Hop on, comment it down, and we'll go from there. Well, if you don't mind here, I think I'm going to change topics. I mean, we got this picture (laughs) online. We got uh, – I can't wait till next Wednesday. The dog uh, is licking his lips because I think he thinks your face is food. (laughs) Oh, God. You uh, You are something else. Oh, I come on. I listen. So here's here's I go outside uh, with a hoodie on covering my melting face. (laughs) And I'm about I'm just going to go for a walk. 
Yeah. And everyone's like, uh, hey, when are you going to rake your leaves? Oh, and I go, I go, year. yeah, but I go, well, yeah, they raked theirs across the street two weeks ago and look at their yard. It is covered in leaves. Yeah. So it's like, I'm going to wait. But then the problem is it's snowed already. So mm. for four days I've been home, there's been snow on the ground. And uh, I, so I bought a leaf blower and then I'm going to keep a tally. Whoever asks me about my leaves the most in my neighborhood, I'm going to blow all of them into their yard. <laughs> Halloween night when there's <laughs> chaos in the street, I'm just going to because that's what it sounds like. Because you get those big, huge like uh, uh, Frankensteins that they need the fan to stay up. You know, they're like eight feet tall. Yeah. The so I'm going to use my little blower. No one's going to have any idea. Just and they're going to wake up the next day. All my leaves. My yard is going to be immaculate, impeccable. And How? theirs is going to look like shot. How great would it be if the person who did it was like four or five houses away? How funny would it be to watch you just blow leaves down the street, like determined, like, fuck this motherfucker. Oh, big time. And I will. My leaf blower, I don't know what happened, but I got the, I got the best one. <laughs> it is like, picture one of those guns where you used to be able to shoot t-shirts into the crowd until, gun, yeah. until somebody's kid missed it and it hit him in the face and now we don't get to do that anymore. Did they take away t-shirt guns? For sure, yeah. They hurt people. I'll tell you what, fucking, that's my right to bear t-shirt, okay, that's frustrating, that is frustrating. It is, it's absolutely ridiculous, it's like, your kid got hit in the face by a t-shirt, first of all, a t-shirt, Yeah. made of cotton. Mm-hmm. Softness. Yeah. Also one, he was probably 200 yards away and it got launched on a looping pass, maybe you should have grabbed your dumb kid who can't look up in the air. Or, teach your kid, spatial recognition. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's arching towards me. Well, let's just I'll keep my eye on it for a little while. I dodged. I dodged spit in the second row of a Broadway musical coming at me hard and fast. I had tears in my eyes. It was tough to see. And you can't teach your kid in the upper deck. I'm assuming it's the upper deck. Yeah. Right. Because that's how that's far a t-shirt cannon guns goes. Go, yeah. You can't teach your kid in the upper deck to get out of the way. I will make a solemn promise to the listeners of Middle of Somewhere. If you guys build this podcast to the level where we start doing live shows, if Chad and I don't murder-suicide each other, I will make sure that we bring merch with, and I will personally get a hold of a T-shirt gun, and I will T-shirt gun at every single one of our live shows. I will also tell you, you might want to hurry up, because this murder-suicide thing is coming quick. <laughs> I feel like with that sentiment and uh, and the things I said about your face. I got to go rake I, my yard. That I should probably just say goodbye today. I got to rake my yard. All right. I love you. I got to rake my yard. <laughs> hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work. <laughs>